Hello, everybody, and welcome to Crash Rhythms Play It Forward podcast. This week, we're doing something pretty cool. We're answering questions that you asked us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Stay tuned. Well, this week, we are doing it a little differently. Um, we're having some questions asked by you. And this week, we I know it's hard to keep track of everybody that's been on the podcast, but we have someone new asking me the questions. Please welcome young Sam, the intern. Hi, not an intern. (laughs) (laughs) He's not an intern. (laughs) You know, you know why you have that name, right? Like how that came about. I don't. You really? You don't? Okay. Well, I'll I'll tell you. I know young Sam. I don't know why it's young Sam, the intern. Well, basically, um, and I keep calling you young Sam, the intern on different media. So I think it's, it's, you know, worth me explaining why. So um, I have another friend named Sam. And when referring to work things or band things or like, you know, stories of things, my other friend group would always get confused. They'd be like, okay, are you talking about Sam that works with you or Sam, like our friend Sam? And I was like, oh, sorry, I'm talking about Sam. So then they would, you know, like, okay, well, you got to call him something different. So I started calling you young Sam. And then someone, I think it was James, actually, who started calling you young Sam, the intern. Just to Teresa? really, yeah, do you know Teresa, just to really send yeah, home. Yeah, I think he's, he said that to me, yeah. Yeah, just to really, like, send <laughs> home the fact that you're the younger Sam and you work with me. <laughs> nice. Young Sam, it's got such a, it's got, it just rolls off the tongue. Really. This is, uh, this is going to be very exciting. So, Sam, you, um, is there anything you want to say about yourself and working with Crash and how fun it is before we get into this? Uh, I mean, it's a blast. Uh, I do all the social media. When you see that, that's me putting stuff up. Yeah. Uh, I'm a I'm a percussionist, just like Hillary. Uh, teen tour, Crash Rhythm, Nelson High School Music, all sorts of stuff. Perfect. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I love it. Yeah, that's, I'm glad you mentioned that, that you do all the social media stuff, because you might not have ever heard Sam's n- name or heard his voice, but you've seen his work. Let's say that. All right. Without any further ado, Sam, now I want everyone to know that I have not seen these questions and I have an inkling as to who has submitted them. Do all of the questions have a name with them, Sam? Um, All but one. All but one. Oh, there's an anonymous. That's exciting. Okay. All right. Let's just get right into it. Question one. All right. Question one comes from Alex. What's your favorite drum piece to play and when did you learn it? Oh, wow. Alex, that's a great question. My favorite drum piece to play. Wow. Hmm. Well, it's tough because like I, I kind of categorize the pieces I've played into different, into like different categories, obviously as to like, um, like marching percussion versus, um, like orchestral stuff versus solo stuff. Right. Yeah, definitely. So that's a little, that's challenging. I mean, I think when it comes to, uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you a piece that I really enjoyed playing, which was, um, and Matt wrote it for uh, when we were in 416, and it's called Catch the Six. And, and then he rewrote it to Catch the Vibe. But yeah. there was something about that that I just absolutely loved playing. That was a lot of fun. Um, but, I, oh, you know what? I know what my answer is. And I think I've mentioned this before, but um, there's an amazing piece called Sleep by Eric Whitaker. And it's originally a choir piece. And um, I believe it was Torque, actually, that arranged it. 
I'm almost positive, but Torque arranged it for a four, um, for like a mal- uh, marimba quartet. Okay. And it is so, so just imagine a, a massive choral piece and all of the intricacies of those harmonies, but it's played by four marimbas, marimba players, right? And it, that was a lot of fun to perform and it's just so beautiful. So I gotta go. Yeah, that it's either that or Godzilla Eats Las Vegas where I played the bass drum, <laughs> which was meant to be Godzilla. <laughs> That's also pretty cool. Yeah, but that's that sleep by Eric Whitaker is definitely up there. All right, Sam, hit me with question two. All right. Caden, age nine, asks, <laughs> what instruments did you play when you were my age? Wow. I think, if I, if I remember correctly, Caden is the student of mine who was, like, flabbergasted that I didn't know everything about music. Oh, no, that was a different student. That was someone else. But that does feel like a Caden-like question. Well, Caden, when I was your age, and I love how I said age nine, just to clarify, when I was age nine, believe it or not, the only instrument I played was piano. Because I started piano when I was seven, I believe, and I didn't start drumming until I was 10. So I didn't play the drums yet. I didn't, st- I didn't start the trumpet until I was 13. And um, I mean, does recorder count? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did recorder at, at age nine. But yeah, it was just, it was just piano. Nothing, um, no, I can't think of anything else. Just piano. Yeah. And I, I did not enjoy it very much either, but I'm glad I did it because now I, I love just being able to sit down and tickle the ivories. Do you play any piano, Sam? I mean, obviously you're playing mallet percussion now, so you're reading music like that and stuff, but do you play any piano? Um, yeah, I took piano lessons for two years. Um, but I remember when I was probably around nine, my grandma tried to teach me piano. And I hated it. Poor grandma. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think at age nine, other than recorder, I wasn't actually playing anything. Oh, really? But this is actually a really, I'm glad, I'm glad Kate asked this because this is something that I find really interesting about percussion is, uh, and it's something that I kind of learned at university is when you get there and you see the, you know, the pianists and you see the violinists, like the string players really, um, they've been playing their instruments since they were five. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, it, it's something about those instruments that, um, one, I think a lot of it is because people understand the value of learning piano and the foundational value of piano, but those instruments, and I think strings, like violin is a way of life, you know what I mean? So they're, they start very, very young, where percussionists are often the exact opposite. We usually are the latest people to start our instruments. It's, it's just like what I've discovered, right? Like, of course, that's not universal, but... The, the, in the experiences I've had, it's like you don't um, fully dive into being a percussionist until high school at least. Oh, yeah. Right? And I think a lot of... I want piano lessons or I want guitar lessons and no one's like, I want timpani lessons right. when I'm <laughs> six years old. Yeah, nobody really thinks about that. People <laughs> don't even know what a timpani is when they're six, six years old. But it's, it's, an interesting, exactly. it's an interesting difference for sure. Well, okay, great. Two great questions so far. Thank you, Alex and Caden. And let's, uh, yeah, let's just, we're just motoring along. All right. three. Okay. Yeah, we got another great one. Oh. Uh, Brooke asks, what color <laughs> is your toothbrush? Oh, Brooke, sweet Brooke. My toothbrush is green currently. Great question. I can just see, I can just see the look on their faces right. when they wrote that question. That's hilarious. Yeah, my toothbrush is currently green. 
She. So what were you gonna say? Did she say something oh, else? No, she sent oh, in yeah. another question. If okay. you want that one, yeah. So this <laughs> one's a more drumming-related one. How old yeah, were you when you started drumming? She didn't know, obviously, but yeah, thanks, Brooke. I uh, started when I was ten, and I believe um, that the the first thing I got was my tenth birthday, and my grandparents, paternal, got me a <laughs> a drum pad and sticks. And I think a part of that is because. My grandparents had in their uh, basement and like, I'm going to paint a picture for you. That's going to bring flashbacks um, to my sister if she listens to this, but in their basement at their house, um, there was this little closet and inside it was this old, like Sam, you would love to see this. I don't know what happened to it, but this old, old drum pad that was basically just made out of tire tread. And I think it was like tire tread nailed down to a piece of like metal or something like somehow fused to metal. Like it was heavy and it Sweet. wasn't great, but my grandpa had that and a set of really skinny, skinny drumsticks. And for some strange reason, I don't know if I put it there or if Claire put it there, but there was a Band-Aid around one of them right at the top. And this image in my head of these drumsticks with the Band-Aid on top and this tire tread pad. And I used to go down there all the time and whip it out and I would drum on it. And maybe that's what sparked my grandparents to get me that for my birthday which is interesting. And then I think I started lessons. I started lessons that same year. And then I believe I got my drum set the fall, maybe not that Christmas or the following Christmas, something like that. And I think that was a collaboration of my parents and my two sets of grandparents, like buying the parts together. You know what I mean? So it's one of those classic things where, you know, you're having Christmas and you open up like a bass drum and a snare drum and you're like, well, that's awesome. I'm super psyched, but that's not a drum set. And then you go to your grandparents' house and you get three toms and then you go to the other grandparents' house and get a bunch of cymbals. <laughs> that's a, that's a big play in my family they do that a lot <laughs> yeah it really is and it's but now I'm, i get older and i'm like whoa here's half a gift i guess that'll do when i very well know the other half is coming <laughs> <laughs> all the time all right well thanks brooke all right now ashley has the question Ooh. how many drums do you have kind of related wow. to what we were just talking about wow ashley that's a big question. So, well, I have a, um, a five piece drum set, just like everybody else. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> except for you, Sam. Um, <laughs> it's, but my, my five piece drum set is one rack tom, two floor toms. So that's exciting. Because when I was in high school, I thought that was like the coolest thing ever. Um, so there's five, if you want to count those individually, there's five. Sam and I discovered that I own eight snare drums, but one of which is a part of that drum set. So that is 12. And wow. then on top of that, I have, oh gosh, I have one, two, two more, two more five piece drum sets. So that's, oh my gosh, that's 22. And then I have 22. three other just, just toms. So that's 25. And then I have, yeah. are we counting cajones? Would you? Yeah, I think you got to do cajones, okay, so djembes. I have two cajones, so that's 27. I have two djembes, so that's 29. Yeah. And then I have a frame drum, so that's 30. 30. And that, oh, and I have a set of bongos. 31, I think. That, I is that one or two, do you yeah, think? Yeah, I count it as one. 30, 31. One? Yeah, 31. That might be it. 
I'm, I'm visually trying, I'm trying to visualize like my basement and my parents' basement and combine them together. I mean, I think that my, oh, I forgot about that silver drum set too. <laughs> no, it's Is it another three. five piece? It's just the toms. Okay, so 34. you're up to 34. Wow. That's the first time, Ashley, that's the first time I've ever tried to break down every single drum that I own. Can you believe that? Wow. Tom, Tom um, Ashley's, Ashley's brother, I, I teach Ashley's brother, and he would have seen, he would have seen most of those drums because they're all just kind of splattered around in, in piles. It's like the, it's like the pyramids, basically. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Well, thank you, Ashley. <laughs> All right, oh, Ashley has right. another question. Is purple absolutely. your favorite color? I'm assuming because of, yeah. of Crash's colors, purple, purple and is silver. Absolutely my favorite color. Purple, it hasn't always been, but it was, um, it became my favorite color sometime in high school. And then when I went to Laurier, that was just like a sweet bonus because I loved, I loved um, purple, obviously. And I thought, oh, that's fun. And then when I, started crash and i had to kind of choose colors for crash the purple was a no-brainer and then i was like what's just like a cool color that goes with the purple and i think a part of it was i wanted the colors to to be fun and like kid friendly and exciting but i also wanted them to be a little bit like cool and edgy and kind of give it a bit of a rock star kind of trashy vibe so i thought that the silver going with the purple might give it that has a bit of like a um, like a hair metal vibe <laughs> is that good or bad i don't know <laughs> yeah so yes purple purple is definitely my favorite color I, I, I think i know who this next question all right coming. yeah i feel like it's a thomas yeah. question coming it is a Three thomas times. question yeah thomas is asking have you ever flown no, in a helicopter i have not interesting question from thomas i have not it's that a fantastic a question. question i have never flown in a helicopter i would love to um I was kind of like, when I think of helicopters, I think of like dates on the bachelorette. <laughs> that's a big, that's a big theme that they have, but um, no, never been in one. Would love to. I wonder where I would, where, where would be like my ideal place to fly over? Probably the, like the English countryside like that. Yeah. yeah. Or, or just like Burlington, just see Burlington from a, a bird's eye view because like, you know, homegrown. But yeah, my friend um, my, doesn't have a helicopter, but my friend is um, has his um, like pilot's license and he has a little plane that he flies around and he often takes friends up there. And I, I, him and I spoke of it and we are yet to, you know, bring it to, bring it to fruition or we're yet to do it. But one day, my mom does not want me to, but I mean, <laughs> that's like the new thing, Sam, like, you know, when, when you're, you know, when you're in high school, you might, you might, I don't, I doubt it, but you might have a friend that like is learning how to drive a motorcycle right and you're true yeah i don't right but and then I your can mom see is that. like okay yeah. well, you can't go on don't go on your friend's motorcycle that's so dangerous when you're an adult it's your friend's plane <laughs> <laughs> crazy all right thanks Tom. i'm assuming thomas has a drum related uh, question as well yeah he does have a drum one uh what was your favorite crash wow. performance great question there's so many. Um, man, I think one of my favorite, one of my favorite performances because, well, can I give you my top three? Okay, I'm going to give you, Thomas, yeah, I'm giving you a top ahead. three. 
So in no particular order, the ones that I think of immediately are the um, uh, Burlington Children's Festival because they put us on a really big stage and the whole festival is geared towards the target audience of what Crash is. So we get a ton of people. They all have a blast. And it's just like, they're so responsive. But not only that, it's like my hometown, right? So getting that crew, the people, and I get so many people coming up to me that like know me from other places. And, you know, they're just like, oh, I knew you were doing this. Or your, your mom or dad mentioned something like this that you were doing, but I, I didn't really get it or I had no clue. And now that I see you doing it, it's so neat, right? So that that's <laughs> very cool. Um, the second would probably be the first time that we were in the Sound of Music Parade because that was like, that's just like such a full circle moment for Crash. I felt so good about that because those parades I've been seeing since I was a kid. And um, obviously I was in them a lot with the band. And then for years, my friends, you know, we sat uh, at the at the curb and we watched it. And then two years ago, we were in it. And, and then last year as well. And that was just such a cool moment. Like, and I remember having that moment with like, um, with James mostly because James was, you know, a member of the band and a Burlingtonian. And we were kind of just like, you know, in the marshalling area of the parade being like, this is cool. Like we're about to step off doing Sound of Music, but instead of it being like the band, it's Crash. So that was a really cool feeling. And then the third one, um, just because it's recent and we had an absolute blast was um, the Hamilton um, Bulldogs game. And the thing that was so cool about that is that they set us up in the bed of a truck. So we watched the whole game. Um, and, and, and usually when we're playing, like when we do Honey Badgers games, it's very kind of ambiguous when we can play and when we can't. So it's a lot of just like being prepared, trying to fit in some beats. But when we did the Bulldogs game, it was very much like, we're going to cue you every single time we want you to play. And every time we want you to play, there's going to be a camera on you. And it's just going to be like a quick 30 second thing. And then just like sit and enjoy the game. And we're just like, okay, sounds great. And we just, you know, we're up in the bed of this truck watching the game. It was really fun. We had a good time. Great question, Thomas. Great question. So I'm going to add on the one I had. Oh, yeah, please do. Which was treats Mm. in our streets last October. Yeah, that's a good one. Absolutely. Just another downtown Burlington one. Everyone's just like a great atmosphere. Everyone's having a I good really time. I really do enjoy those gigs where we do the roaming um, because we've basically just given permission to make noise constantly. So, and that's a oh, lot yeah. of fun because it's just up to us. We do, that's where we kind of come up with our best improvs. Like we, we just walk around, we jam, we stop, we play, we have a kid come up and play with us and then we keep moving. Yeah, that's a great one. I, I did really love that one actually. And, and that kind of um, the um, communication leading up to that gig with the downtown association was one of those moments where like they reached out to me and because they had seen me at Sound of Music, I believe. I think that was the connection. And it was just that feeling of like, man, like the Burlington, like Burlington is starting to recognize who Crash is and, and they like it. And like, that is awesome. So I remember really being psyched for that. People are psyched to have us, but I don't think they're as psyched to have us as I am psyched to be had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she gets like really crazy on gig days. Me? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's <laughs> I get really, yeah, I get really hyped up. Well, there is a moment where you got to turn it on, right? Like, so it doesn't matter how tired you are or whatever. I show up and I, there's a lot of times where I show up, I'm like, 
hey boys all right let's do this let's unload some cans here's the brief like you know we're doing this we're doing this make sure we do this we'll be out of here at this time blah 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 and then as soon as we get those drums on i'm like woo, <laughs> let's go yeah that's absolutely that's absolutely right it's the same thing with uh when i go to schools where i um i wake up early i'm like Ugh. You know, I'm like, eh, I'm so tired. I get in the car, I have my coffee. I'm like, eh. and then I unload my car. And I'm like, oh, this is everything's so heavy. Uh. And then the moment I sit down in the classroom in front of the kids, I'm immediately just like revitalized. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, okay, yes, this is why I do. This is why I get up early. <laughs> Other than that, I wouldn't. Oh, great. All right. Well, thank you, Thomas. All right. Next question. Addie asks, how did you get so good oh, at drumming? Sweet, sweet, Addie. A question we've all had. <laughs> well, how do you get so good at drumming? Well, I mean, I, I'm going to, you know, be cliche here and say practicing, obviously. Um, but I think a lot of getting good at something is, I, and I, I'm the kind of person that I'm never going to be good at something that I don't really enjoy doing. That's just kind of who I am. And I, I think that's how most people are when it comes to something like music that seems like an extracurricular um but so for me coming home after school in high school the first thing i would do would be to grab my pad and sticks and i would drum along to stuff and i'd work on stuff um extremely passively but constantly so i would just have the tv on and i would just be hacking away on my pad and i'd think i'd really just think like you know what i'm struggling with this section of a song or this rudiment and I would just hack out that rudiment and watch TV and I would just play it, play it, play it. And then like the, the amount of time where I'd be playing it and I'd be like really critically thinking about what I was doing was like not a ton, but I would do it for a long time. And then every so often I'd be like, Oh, that didn't feel right. And then I'd fix it up and I'd be like, okay, there it is. And then I would just keep doing it. And, and I think that that is a lot of what helped me improve. Obviously the only way that we become good at things is if we are willing to learn about those things. So I think a lot of people, um, and not just drumming, in anything, if you think you're the best at something, you're just never gonna get better at it. So you need to be willing to listen to other people, you need to be willing to share experiences, and that's kind of how um, you know you learn more about, about anything. So there you go. Great question, Addy. Great it was answer. Addy's birthday um, two weeks ago, last week. Last weekend, it was Addie's birthday last weekend. And for her birthday, I gave her an, a, a legitimate, this is the Ill legitimate from the legitimate series, <laughs> crash bucket and sticks. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then I got a video of her playing uh, a few days ago. So that was pretty cool. Her and her brother. That yeah. Cool. So that's a, that's a great, that's how you become good at anything, Addie. You just gotta be able to, to be open to learn about it and you got to put in some time and you got to, you have to, you have to love it. You have to love it. Beautiful. All right. All right. And well, once again, I think I know who's next. Yeah. Who do you think I it think is? I think it's Colton. It is yeah. Colton. So Colton's question, we answered that when we talked about how old you were when you started drumming, but I think but, but that's yeah. A, yeah, that's a different question in itself is like, what made me choose that? And, you know, Colton, it's interesting because I have been asked this question before and I've always had a tough time answering it because I think a lot of it was my parents told me, told me 
forced me to join the band. They said that I had to join the team tour band. And if I didn't like it, I could quit, but I had to try it. Obviously bless them for doing that because it kind of shaped my life. But um, I, I just don't remember ever thinking that any other instrument would be worth my time. <laughs> so when it came down to picking an instrument, I don't know. I just like whenever I would sit at the Sound of Music Parade and I'd watch that band, like the teen tour band go by or any band go by, it was always just like, okay, okay, keep going, move, 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 move. Yeah, drum line. You know, it was always like that. I always just wanted to see the drum line. So I think when it came to being forced to, to choose a, an, an instrument or marching instrument, um, it just it just made sense for me. But I just in answering previous questions, I think maybe a large part of it also had to do with that pad and sticks that my grandpa had in the basement that I always hacked away on. And I, maybe I pretended that I was in the team tour band. When you're a kid, actually, Sam, I have a question for you. Because um, I always, I always like this question because I know that people, you didn't, you were no, not I was born, born in Burlington, Burlington, right? Oh, oh, I think you told me that you, you're like, yeah, my brothers weren't, and my mom didn't grow up here. Right. Right. Okay. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> that's good enough. <laughs> this will work for my question. <laughs> so, so for me, the reason why I joined the band and, and in doing so, you know, started to love drumming was um, it was forced upon me because my parents were in the band. My aunts were in the band, you know, my grandparents were boosters, like all that kind of stuff and chaperones. So for someone who didn't grow up with that, and like, I even hear stories like of people who come from all over the place to, to be in the band. So what's, what made you be in the band? Because your brother was in the band too. What made, uh, like, what kind of convinced your mom or whatever that? Yeah, so I really joined the band because my brother was in band. Um, or, like, a variety of reasons, right. really. So my brother's best friend, Eric Oros, uh, was a drummer. Uh, very talented mm -hmm. drummer at that. And he joined, he was in Junior Redcoats from like age nine, joined Team Tour, doing all that. And my brother was playing soccer. He played saxophone at school a little bit, but nothing crazy. Um, he ended up getting, he ended up getting a. <laughs> not, not like Lisa no. Simpson or something. <laughs> um, just, just, you know, grade seven, eight, nine, normal saxophone yeah. stuff. And uh, so, but he was, he was a good soccer player. But he, he got a really bad knee injury and stopped playing soccer. And so he was looking for something to do. And Eric told him he should come out to Teen Tour. So he did. And he was in the band for five years. And so when I was 12, I was some people I was friends with were in the Junior Redcoats. My brother was in Teen Tour. And so I asked my mom, can I go try this out? And I did. And... I did not, I was very bad and I did not enjoy it. Be, yeah, I did not enjoy <laughs> it because of that. I remember I marched the Sound of Music Parade and I had fun, but I was just like, man, that was tiring. And I, I didn't get that thing that I get now when I do a tiring parade. And I'm like, I'm tired, but that was so great. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I ended absolutely. up stopping doing juniors, um, but then got a call. My mom got a call from Mary Ann. Uh, great lady over at Teen Tour, uh, asking if I wanted to come up to Teen Tour uh, a little bit early um, so that I could uh, 
go with the band to Hawaii at the end of 2016. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 And then and I, there you go. yeah, and I did. did. It was a blast. I joined drumline and I had, I was, I was drumming with Eric. I remember my first practice, uh, having like my brother's friend who I'd known for years, like show me around. And I just like felt very welcomed. And then, oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And so I, I ended be- up, I mean, obviously I stuck around and, now I'm kind of in Eric's shoes, section leader and everything. And mm-hmm. so it's, it was one of those things where it kind of just worked out to be a perfect storm where I ended up finding yeah. through different people I knew, finding my way to the band. And then, yeah. It's so interesting, isn't it? And, and like for you as well, this is now something that is going to yeah, shape definitely. the rest of your life too. Right. And I mean, the amount of people that left the band to continue music, it's not much. It's not many of us, but it, it's, you know, it's a, it's enough to, to kind of prove that the band shapes the kind of musicians you are. And it's it's uh, it kind of convinces you what your what your musical path is going to be. Right. And and I love hearing all these different stories of how people got there. Stories like, you know, people who who didn't even really consider music to be a thing. Like, they didn't really, they weren't a big, I don't know. I mean, like, my friend's in it, so I guess I'll try it out, right? Like, those people. So, absolutely. I did juniors, I did not. So, we're in the same boat about that. And I'm shocked. Oh, yeah, 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 we are. Now Uh, they have a super cool drum instructor. That uh, I'm making a, (laughs) yeah, yeah, that's my, that's my plan, yeah. Um, (laughs) But, but the, yeah, when I, when I joined juniors, I didn't really like it. I did it for one year when I was 12. Cause my mom thought it'd be a good idea to like, um, you know, get myself into the marching shoes, if you will, before I actually got to teen tour. But then when I was doing it, I, uh, yeah, I wasn't having fun, which is really weird because for me, like just knowing the kind of kid I was, if I wasn't enjoying something, I would have really pitched my case to like leave it. So it's weird that I didn't. And then when I joined teen tour, I was like, it's okay, I guess I've got like three friends. That's pretty sweet. And then, um, you know, classic, go on your first tour, come oh, back yeah. with a million friends. It was just like, yeah, game changer. And then and then you're hooked, right? Because then not only do you like making the music, but you're, you know, every three times a week, you're seeing people that you really like love spending time with. And it just kind of turns into a culture that kind of feeds each other, right? Like the friendships make you love the music and the music, like, you know, you're sharing that with great friends. And it's, it's such an awesome combo, really. And I said, someone told me, asked me the other day, they said, do you miss being in the band? That's, there's a freebie question right there from someone. Um, do you miss being in the band? And I was like, oh, I love being in the band, but I don't miss it because the two best things that I got from it was was drumming and making music all the time. And I'm st- I make music every day and was the friends that I met. And those are still my best friends. And I still see them all the time. I'm living with one right now. That's been a fun little perk of, of, uh, of the quarantine. Yeah. And, <laughs> but yeah. You go so, ahead. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Well, just no, circling you, back I, to what yes. you said about how it's crazy how the band turns out so many, turns out people going into music and really is the thing that like sets a lot of people on that path. I think even the people who don't go into music, teen tour still like turns out people that have great like work ethic and dedication for the things they love. And Oh, absolutely. In just like a way teamwork. that yeah, a absolutely. lot of people don't get from other organizations and stuff. 
So. It's so true. And I, and I feel that, I mean, we had a very um, unique experience because our, our band that we were in um, is not a school band. It's a city band. So we're meeting people from all across Burlington, right. And, and, and beyond. But the, uh, the, the, that's a similar thing that can be said about any music ensemble, right? Like when you're in a band, those things, those are the values that are kind of like formed, right? And those are the things that make you a better person, not just a better musician. And that's a lot of what I want Crash's kind of um, message to be, right? Is like, and, and it's a message to the parents. It's a message to the teachers. It's a message to the, the decision makers, right? That music isn't about learning how to play an instrument. It's about making better people. And it's about doing something that makes people passionate. And it, the life skills that go along with that are insane. Not to mention the academic skills that go along with it. And it's just so, it's so obvious and it's so proven. That's the thing that shocks me so much about how people don't get it. You know what I mean? Like, you know how much research that there's been? It's just, I, well I can talk forever. Sam, um, don't get me heated. <laughs> I, get, don't, I can feel it. Don't get me heated. This is like... <laughs> Oh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the story later. Cause I feel like I shouldn't say it out loud, but there's a story that um, my uncle and I always just get so heated about, <laughs> like, like on the same side heated, but I'll tell you about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll, I feel like we'll you'll talk share, about you'll it later. Sentiment. Anyway. We, yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Um, we have, have one final uh, question, but just before that, sir, I'm going to circle wow. back around one more time to how we both said when we first joined, okay. we like weren't, we didn't have fun in juniors, but then had a blast in team tour. And I think a cool example of yeah. that is Francis Smith, the newly uh, promoted music director of Teen Tour, uh, shared a story that when yeah. he first joined Teen Tour, he was just scared out of his wits and never thought he was going to like do music the way he's now come to do it, study at Mohawk and U of T and all over the place, be a music right, teacher yeah. and I'll be the director of our music director of teen tour. And it just goes to show that like trying it out, there's, it's always worth trying it out. It is. Absolutely. My sister tried it and she didn't like it. Um, and I mean, <laughs> did she lose anything from doing it? Absolutely not. Like even she will admit she gained things. She went to Japan, right? But it wasn't for her. And that's fine, but she tried it. And there's really no, there's no problem in, in trying it. Um, Absolutely. Take the risk. It'll be worth it. Nine times out of 10. Unless she's the sister. one out of 10. <laughs> she's the one out of 10. Yeah. She doesn't like anything. <laughs> final question right. wow, from Anonymous. Final question. How do you know so much about music? Final question from Anonymous. How do you know so much about music? This is from, this is like what I was saying before, where a student was shocked when I told them that I didn't know everything about music. Um, and I think that's important for everyone to know that nobody knows everything about music. Nobody's the best, right? You can't be the best at everything. And there's so many different facets to music. So that's a big, big part of being a musician. But how do I know so much? And I think that kind of comes back to what I was saying before about Addie's question, where it's really important to to want to learn more, right? It's really important to have that kind of open mind to listening about things and admitting that you're not the best because the moment that you know you're not the best is the moment that you're willing to be better, right? And that's when you can start to learn more about things. Um, always conversing with people, like like-minded people, that's always gonna make you better. 
hearing tips and tricks and little analogies about how different people approach things. Um, being working with Malcolm and Matt has made all three of us, I can guarantee this, all three of us better teachers. And in doing so, I think better drummers, right? Like we just, we pick each other's brains so much. And that probably has been the most like concentrated um, amount of progress that I've made in drumming in a long time, right? Like just having that, having that, <laughs> that staff, actually, here's a, here's an interesting query that we were faced with recently. So I have a student um, and if he's listening to this podcast, he'll know exactly who he is because uh, it, it just happened. So I have this student who um, we, right before quarantine happened, we were okay. just getting to drum set and we were learning how to play a rock beat. And for those of you who know or don't know, um, when you see someone playing the drum set, their right hand is crossed over their left hand, right? Their right hand plays the hi-hat and their left hand is underneath playing the snare drum. So we had one lesson where I showed him that, um, or maybe two lessons before quarantine. And then he um, kind of built, a, a, you know, I, I suggested he do it and he did a great job and he built himself a little bucket drum set at home to keep playing. And in the videos he sent me and the Zoom calls that we were doing, I didn't notice that he had uncrossed his hands and was using his left hand mm. for hi-hat and right hand for snare. But when we started talking about drum set stuff, everything clicked. Everything made so much sense to him. And I think a part of that, like, I was just so like, whoa, yes, we did it, that I didn't even notice his hands weren't doing the right things. You know what I mean? So then when I did notice, I was like, oh, shoot, what do we do? And the thing that, that added to this is I dropped off a bass drum at his house so he's using his right foot for bass drum. So he's not doing a left-handed drum set. You know what I mean? So he's got his right foot on the bass drum and he's got his left hand doing the hi-hat and his right hand doing snare. So I told him, and I, I, in our lesson, I'm like, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what to do. I don't know if we should switch back or if, we sh if I should just let you do this because it's like, you know, you know eventually we're going to have to blah, blah, blah. And I said to him, I'm like, let me speak to the council of drum teachers and I will get back to you. <laughs> so immediately after that, I hung up our call with him and I texted Matt and Malcolm and I said, I have a drum query, like meet me on discord. <laughs> and both of them immediately were like, yeah, we're there. <laughs> like as soon as someone says, I have a drum query, we were all just like, yeah, but what is it? What is it? What is it? And we talked it out and we decided um, for him to do it the way he's doing it because he had so much progress and we don't want to deter the progress. And um, because we think that once you become comfortable and better with that rhythm, it'll be much easier to flip it if need be. That was the final decision. And when I told him that, he was so ecstatic because he felt so good about the way he was playing that he didn't oh, want to yeah. go back, right, to not playing well. So, um, and I totally get that. And so, yeah, that was, it was just like stuff like that, right, is great to be able to have a community where you can talk and, and, and just learn more about and, and communicate and share ideas. Like, that's the biggest thing about, about, like I said before, about learning anything. So thank you, Anonymous. For that great uh that great question and um i think i think that if that's wrapping it up we, we really did about it. we learned a lot didn't we sam is there anything you learned about me that you, um you're shocked about not especially it all checks out really because i thought for sure that you were gonna think oh i'm a red toothbrush kind of guy yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just kind of just kind of screams red toothbrush when I see you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's interesting. I wonder if if this is a real yep. question. Who asked that? Was it Brooke? I think it was Brooke. That's a really great question. I wonder if there's some sort of like connection between the type of person you are and the type of colored toothbrush you pick. But mind you, 
nine times out of ten, the toothbrushes that I use yeah, are I ones that like, I got from the dentist. Yeah, it's got to be. I don't pick them. The correlation isn't color and, like, the person, the color of their toothbrush. It's the people who care about the color and the people who mm. don't care about the color. Interesting. 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 What an interesting divide. <laughs> well, I mean, there you have it, folks. We learned about drumming. We learned about me. We learned about dental hygiene. What more do you want? What a what a well-rounded, what a well-rounded podcast. And all the dentists <laughs> listening are like, yeah, let's get into this conversation a bit further. <laughs> they're, they're like, I've been listening to nine episodes and five. Because you know, Crash Rhythm has the hygiene. extensive dentist community behind us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Huge following from the dental community. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, Sam. I don't. Do you have any questions for me? All okay. right. Great news. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting you to just whip out something really profound there, but okay, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, all the all the really, really, I think all, all the, the good questions ones. were asked. Yeah, I think so too. Well, that's great news. So we're going to end this podcast the same way that we end all of our podcasts now, which is you have to tell me something that you're listening to uh, right now. I... Oh, I think I think you left the anchor app and then your phone fought you fought you for it. <laughs> I said I think you left the like our recording app and your phone Pardon? was fighting you. You turned. You don't know. Yeah, that was weird. To? I was trying to go to my Spotify. I assume. I mean, okay. I I recently like made a list of music I need to listen oh, to, and I just went through Adele's entire discography. Yeah. Um, in twenty one and twenty five, also a fun fact about amazing. Sam, people might not know this, but he's a huge like musical um, buff. Loves the musicals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, they're a good Absolutely. time. Absolutely, it is. It's just like well orchestrated music, and usually like phenomenal mixed melodies, with other different right? genres. Like, it's fun. Duets, nice things like things that are fun to sing along to. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like it's it's putting emotion into music totally. in a way that totally like is different from other types of music. Yeah, listening to some jazz like stuff recently. Just jazz, yeah. Just, just typed in just jazz. Just general stuff. Um, <laughs> just, yeah, just like one of those. <laughs> oh honestly, okay, well, exactly me, what I did. I'm listening to, um, I just discovered this little duet, this female duet, um, one of which plays the drums. So, you know, I'm all about that. And uh, they're called Babbers. B-A-B-E-R-S. Yeah, B-A-B-E-R-S. And it's very um, Babbers. easy listening, very chill stuff. But it's just like, um, it's got a bit of a, um, oh, what song am I thinking of? Oh, um, oh, what's the name of that? Grammar? London Grammar? Okay, well, if you've ever heard of London Grammar, it's like that, that kind of vibe. It's just like a very, no very kind of chill music, but it's good. It's a good, it's a good listen. So yeah, check it out. Female duo. Yeah, Babbers. 
All right. I'll put thank them you, on Sam, the list. for um, collecting all of those questions and reading them out to me. I really appreciate that. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Once again, if you've made it this far, um, you win the prize. And uh, we will see you all next week. Say bye, Sam. <laughs> Great job. Bye. bye, everyone. Thanks for sending in your questions. Okay, cool. And we're done. everybody for listening to this week's podcast and thank you for those who sent in questions i had a lot of fun answering them make sure that you follow us on facebook and instagram make sure you read our blog on our website crashrhythm.ca and we will see you next week with another podcast play it forward everyone bye